It's a sensitive, delicate deal, dragging brand new songs out of the sky. Trading ideas, accepting some, storing others in the maybe later bag, moving on and along with hardly a plan. During the Zep years, I never imagined a full-scale album project without the other guys, and even less the idea of new writing partners. But then, since 1981, I've enjoyed many amazing, exciting musicians in the sharing, in the writing, in production and engineering. Men and women who encouraged and enlightened, introducing me to crazy curves I could never have imagined. For this podcast, I'm going to be picking out some songs from here and there along the way, mixing constant shifts in sound and intention from across this long, old time. There's a story in all of them. I'm Robert Plant, and this is Digging Deep. Hello, and welcome to Digging Deep with Robert Plant. I'm Matt Everett, and this is episode two. This is the series where Robert's going to be delving into his back catalogue to look at specific songs that mark these interesting stops across his own musical journey. And today's conversation takes place in a pub, uh, in a pub in northwest London, which is always a fantastic place to do an interview. Um, and we revisit an album from only a couple of years ago, recorded by Robert and his band, The Sensational Space Shifters. But we started off our conversation by talking about the dangers of going back and revisiting your back catalogue, the dangers of revisiting the past. Turning up, making records is a very personal and and probably emotionally driven experience and doing shows is a it's almost like a kind of a gladiatorial thing to to do the number of shows that we have been doing but then opening up some of the songs and looking back at them the idea of this is very it's it's kind of interesting because I actually haven't um, been particularly concentrating on a lot of the material from way back and now I start to listen to it and I, I marvel at some of it how nuts it some of it is <laughs> and so this is a different way of looking at things why are we doing this conversation here well this old upstairs of this pub here has got a great history you know um for me I can wobble away from here and I'm safe not too long ago this was a real good uh, center for a lot of music all sorts of different music. A friend of mine plays a lot at um, the Globe Theatre and he's a master of medieval instruments. Sits outside chain smoking and talking out of his head. And um, yeah, I see a lot of people around here who have that a similar lean. So it's not like going into the West End and punching your way through a bunch of merchant bankers, you know. And it's a pub. Yeah. What's the song? Bones of Saints, taken from the 2017 album Carry Fire with the sensational Space Shifters.
I think when we first started talking, the whole idea of what, what's it like, it's about vitality. I mean, I can't hold back the hands of time or anything like that. But I can only be in environments where people really, really mean it musically, you know, really mean it. I guess uh, since about the year 2000, I've spent, in the last 18 years, I must have spent probably 14 of them in the company of these guys, the sensational space shifters. And so we have, as a bunch of guys, although the personnel's changed occasionally, we have a kind of inherent capacity to read, to, to almost start a new project and know that we have business to do. And so there's drama, there's uh, emotion, there's what I'd like to think is a kind of very, very broad uh, landscape of varied music within what we do. And woven together with lyric and melody, which is has to be appropriate for somebody at my time in the game. What do you mean? I mean, I've been around long enough, I can't sing about people in the back of a bar room or you know lemons that need to be adjusted or anything like that it's just like what am i thinking about things how's it all working out um so the color of the music is it's a sort of cooperative and um sometimes we work down in in bath next to peter gabriel's place individually we create grooves and loops at justin adams john baggett would create seriously powerful collections of sound and rhythm and stuff like that. Uh, on, and then we'd work on them and build them up. So we used, say, Goretzky, the classical uh, composer, as a model for the very last track on the album. Um, and we would go to another area and say, well, look, we've got to be vital in associating at least in some sort of giveaway moment if it gets anywhere at all this piece of music it ought to be saying something it ought to be reflecting maybe generations back we did have clarions we did have people who were pretty observant and and good had a good sort of report on the conditions of the times from dylan through you know and Bruce Springsteen, people like, you know, uh, right now, there's a sort of, especially in America, there is, musicians are now standing up and saying what they have to say about their world. But um, within the structure of what we do, just as a musical, as a physical piece of music, uh, Skin Tyson, who spends a lot of his time in cast, has got a very sort of uh, colorful, psychedelic approach to stuff normally but he and Billy Fuller the bass player who's also plays in Beak and Dave Smith the drummer they went up to the Misty Mountains up, up by uh, Bala up in the Welsh mountains and they cut these little tracks there's about three or four of them which were just so powerful and so totally nothing to do with what we were laboring over back down in Bath that they were really really fresh and really demanding a powerful, you know, vocal approach, something that comes back and says the same thing time and time and time again, and um, and is a sort of indicator of what we're seeing around us. 
political song. Well, not political, just a desperate song of maybe... It's not inane, it's to the point, and it talks about destruction and how helpless we all are in every way, you know. Which, never mind only a pawn in the game, you know. We're mugs, and we put these people in a position to allow us to be, you know, just bystanders. Because the bones of saints, you know, that's, that's the... In medieval times, people would find these supposed ancient artifacts. Oh, this is the bone of St. Peter, and this would be put uh, yeah. in a local church. And venerated. Would, and venerated, and would cure the sick, but more often than not, it would be, it would be fake. It would be, it would be exploitative. The thumb bone of bad King John lies under the <laughs> altar of Worcester Cathedral. Really? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> How does that tie into this? I think uh, titles can be oblique. Songs can quite often... I was always pleased to kind of give songs a title which hadn't very little to do, at least uh, figuratively, with the, with the content of the song. Bones of Saints is really a, a reflection of the amount of damage and desecration that can be uh, levelled on any particular part of our planet indiscriminately. Um, so what is hallowed ground for one era or period or group of people can be almost the reason why it must be destroyed by another group. And um, I think at that time in Mesopotamia, there were huge, beautiful artifacts that were being wrecked because nothing should be beautiful. There should just be one light. That was the principle, I guess, behind it. And, and so the world loses more and more of its joy of treasure uh, as another one of these remarkable moments, you know, comes into focus. Restlessness. That where does that come from? Where does that desire to move? Um, well, it's it's a, a condition that develops and generates and becomes overwhelming <laughs> to the degree like, oh no, you got two days in Chicago. Oh, uh, I think I'll drive on the second day to St. Louis or something because I know a parkway somewhere and um, a mountain that I've got to go up. I carry the Rand McNally with me everywhere the American huge map. Um, interestingly, they make a new one every year because they're still building new roads into the wilderness, into the, you know, the Appalachians or whatever it is. And, um, so, yeah, I wonder, in wondering and wondering, I think that's from Achilles' last stand, which, yeah. Well, should we go there next? Yeah. That was Digging Deep with Robert Plant, episode two. Thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the second step of our musical journey. If you hit subscribe, you can go back and listen again to episode one, and you can also get the next episode, which, as you heard in that outro, may well be a famous song you're familiar with, but maybe you don't know the story behind the track. Until then, I've been Matt Everett. Thank you very much for listening. This has been a Cup and Nuzzle production. <laughs>